Hello and welcome to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. Real talk, I failed my 2022 goals. I'm not upset or mad at myself like I have been every other year previously that I would have fa- that I failed my goals. And in this episode, I'm going into why why I'm not upset or mad at myself for feeling any type of way. I'm also going to share exactly what my goals were, how I failed, and the lessons and takeaways I'm bringing with me into 2023. I hope this episode helps you look at how you goal plan and how you can set yourself up for success. Kind of how I talked about in the previous episode, um, episode 16, infantilizing women, glittered planners and bright stickers for the win, question mark. I'm not so sure that I've been goal planning in a truly holistic way that works for me, which is why I don't think I'm upset like I should be. So anyways, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Why did I fail my goals? Okay, so my clickbait title already told you that I failed my 2022 goals that I set for myself. It's not because I didn't have the willpower and I wasn't consistent or I just wasn't able to do them. The reason I failed my 2022 goals is much more, I guess you could say mindful and kind of hippy-dippy. It's because mid-year around June, I paused or was forced to pause when my body and mind were no longer into me forcing the pressure that I put on myself. Uh, I paused to basically admit that I didn't think the goals that I listed were my actual goals. I will say that it did take me striving to reach the goals I wrote for me to realize this though. So the goals were helpful in that way. And I'm glad that I set them versus not setting them. So with that, I'm going to go into what were my goals. Okay, so I had five main goals that I made for 2022. And underneath of those five kind of main bigger goals, I put kind of like little goals underneath as like either a breaking down of like things that could get me to that big goal or just kind of strategies to help me do that big goal. So I've listed five and I'm just going to I'm just going to go down the list. And number one was be happy most of the time. And I know this is super subjective and not as much a goal, but like a state of mind or like a state of being, but because my personal biggest struggle is feeling and maintaining positive emotions and being present or present, present, not president. I wanted to write this down and make this as tangible as possible for myself. And underneath that goal, I wrote little ideas if I was stumped on how to help myself, just kind of like little things that I could make me happy, you know? Uh, So for example, I wrote daily journaling, meditation, self-care time, making fun and relationships a priority, going for a walk, reading a book, et cetera, things like that. Um, But I realized, like I said, through, I don't know how quickly it was, but I realized within a, I don't know, within a couple months that some of the stuff I put were things that I've been told or people have talked about or read articles or whatever that were supposed to be helpful, but didn't really work for me. I feel like the way it was quote unquote supposed to So like, for example, I didn't actually like the daily journaling. Um, Like I know a lot of people um, will do like something called morning pages. It's in like uh, the artist way, but I think it's Julia Cameron. Um, They'll talk about that and how like you'll just write for two pages worth, like whatever's in your head, you won't filter, you just do it, whatever. And like I talked about this in previous episodes about how I was doing that type of stuff. Like I made it part of my um, like morning routine, but I realize like with the daily journey and stuff like that, it typically only helped me if I was feeling like overwhelmed and wanted to get a lots of ideas of what things I felt I had to do out of my head just so I didn't have this feeling that it was like an overwhelming amount. I could put it down on paper and be like, oh, it's only actually these things. 
I just needed to get that down because it's actually just like these main four things. I just need to do those four things. It's not like this endless list. I just was kind of repeating it in my head, um, making it seem like it was a lot more. But other than that, the daily journaling, it just felt like a burden. Like it didn't actually make me happy. And a lot of times it only helped me to ruminate by continuing conversations I was already having in my head. Um, And so I just didn't find it as fun or... I don't know, fulfilling as uh, others might have. And same thing with like meditation and stuff like that. Like meditation I found helpful for a minute. And then I realized it was just kind of like, again, another checklist that I was doing every single morning. And it was like 10 minutes plus that I was adding to my routine. And it was like hit or miss on if it was helpful. And I realized like there were other activities during my day that basically gave me the same kind of meditation state, I guess, like the goal of it to get in flow and stuff like that. It was already giving me other things like working out. And like I talked about in last episode, Um, like every night I listen to like a Reiki ASMR video, like for like 20 minutes and that's kind of like the similar thing. So I was just kind of adding stuff that I didn't actually find as helpful as what I was already doing for the same purposes. Um, and I also realized that what made me happiest this year was making my relationships a priority. As I talked about in a previous episode in episode 13, gratitude journal sucks. And here's why I leaned on my friends a lot. And I feel like for the first time in forever, I wasn't an emotional vampire about it either. I feel like I also gave them the support they wanted and needed when they leaned on me. And this is a big improvement. Like, I don't think I used to do this. So for this goal, I said I failed my 22 goals, but I feel like for this goal, I think I accomplished it-ish because I definitely was more in tune with what I did and did not like and what did and did not make me feel good. And I kind of got out of my head about stuff to actually put into words and action what I wanted more of and what I wanted less of. And again, this is a very subjective goal, but I wasn't looking for a measurable thing on this goal. It was just kind of like something to keep in mind where I hadn't been doing it before. So that's my first goal that I think I did succeed at. So my second goal was to be a great mom. And again, I recognize this is once again an unmeasurable, subjective and kind of silly thing to list as a goal. And my husband even joked that, like, does this mean that it's only this year? Like, can you be a bad mom after 2022? Like, you're just trying this year? No, that's not really what I meant. It was just, again, something to keep in mind because same thing with the first goal of being happy. I struggle because of like that goal situation. I struggle with the second goal. So I wrote this because I struggle with feeling like a terrible mom, mainly because I have a lot of mental health issues and kind of cause my mood swings and ability to be present very difficult. And I used to worry a lot about this, like causing harm to my daughter, making her feel like abandoned or unloved. Um, Because I'm just terrified that my issues will impact her negatively in like a drastic way. And she'll look back and think like I didn't love her and I did a bad job. And now she has issues. Um, but that's why I put this goal and underneath this goal, I wrote, um, things like hug her every day and plan a mother daughter date at least once a month. Um, and I don't think like I wrote these things, but it was again, just kind of like guides. It wasn't like, okay, if I don't do this once a month, I'm a failure. It's just like, again, things to keep in mind. So I would just like see it every single week when I was like planning my time and being like, okay, being conscious of it. Like, did I do something like this? It's okay if I didn't plan like this crazy date where we do this whole little thing together, but like, did I do something like, you know, did connect in some way. And so I don't think I actually like quote unquote planned a date every single month, but I did become more conscious of spending quality time with her and doing things out together, just the two of us. And just like 
for, no, no, for example, trying to make like normal boring errands more fun for her or like being more aware of like, okay, we have time after dinner instead of like going our separate ways and, you know, me working on stuff like, okay, does anyone want to play a game like a card game and just like little stuff like that. And like for the hugging and things like that, she's very touchy and she wants to be loved, which for me, unfortunately, a lot of times was not a super match um, because my, if any, if you know, like the acts of, what is it? The, um, the love language, like what your love language is, there's like four or five different ones. But for me, it's like acts of service mainly. So that's how I show my love. I'm not as touchy, like a physical touch, but, and then also with that, like when I'm not feeling great with like bipolar stuff, I typically want to be left alone and not touched, but that's not her problem. That's mine. And a child still needs to be validated and loved. And so I needed to like, I know that on a logical level, but like an actual practice, like I've talked about in other episodes, reality and what, what you want are different things. Like what actually happening, like what you want to happen versus reality are different things. And so my reality was not matching up to what I would have wanted to do for her. So I just like by writing this goal down and becoming more aware of it and forcing myself to do these certain types of actions like the hugging, which sounds like, why don't you just hug your child? Like because it wasn't my typical way of showing love or like receiving love, it didn't occur to me as much to do it, if that makes sense. Um, not that I'd ever, t- I don't want anything like I walk her in a closet. It was just more like I would hug her like when she got on and off, the, like got off. Um, we'd go to school for the bus and like when we like parted and stuff like that and that was you know whatever but now I hug her all the time just because it's part of my habit um like when she wakes up and like just like when she's eating dinner or whatever like whatever like I know she likes that so I made myself start to do it and now it's just my habit and it doesn't I don't have to consciously think about it as much it doesn't feel forced as much anymore for me and it's just a way that I know that I show her love and again, I know I said I failed my goals, but for this goal, I think I accomplished it. One, because it's a su- subjective goal that I can whether say whether or not I succeeded at it. And um, also because I do feel less anxious about being a quote unquote bad mom. And again, I know that's, again, a subjective thing, but I know that I'm making an effort to show up for her and give her the love and support and boundaries she needs. And in turn, I feel like she seems less swayed by my mood swings and less attention seeking because I assume she doesn't feel the need to grasp at my attention anymore because she's more secure that I'm present um basically there and she doesn't need to like hang on me when I'm like in a bad mood because she knows that I love her regardless kind of thing and I also just wanted to make the caveat here that I didn't like actually list my husband into these goals because I wrap that into like the general first goal of making relationships a priority. Um, and this kind of goes in with the, like the being a good mom thing is I used to like view certain things as like a distraction from me working on my goals with my career and stuff like that. Um, where now I view my relationships as more like a first priority because I realize I have sounds corny, realize I have worth outside of what I can create and do Um, and I have value because I'm a human being, like I talked about before. And also I have joy and bring others joy in my relationship and that helps other people do their goals and stuff like that. So I take all the chances I can really to kind of hang out with my husband and even just like random stuff, like make visits out on weekends, do errands, like I talked about before and other things that generally I know it's not forced or a conscious choice as much as what I want to do now, if that makes sense. So I just, make the choice of weighing the pros and cons of stopping work and such like that. And I recognize that's the opposite of what a lot of hustle people say of focusing on career or whatever you're trying to build and find relationships that understand that. 
but that wasn't really working for me and it wasn't working for my family either. And this is right now. So like, I want to try to figure out how to try them both. Like if you've ever heard like hustle people being like the people you're with, like your family, like there's going to be seasons and you're going to have to hustle, 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 and you might not see them for a while and blah, blah, blah. And you need to find like a spouse that like understands that you're trying to build something and blah, 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 blah. Like that's all cool. I get it. Like that can work for them. But like, because I started hustling after I had my family, like I have, I had a, I had my daughter when I was 20 and I hadn't even finished school. So like my entire life has been, not entire life, like 20 onward has basically been like trying to find support for her, like supporting her and making my stuff around her. And so then to start hustling at like, let's call it like 26, where I kind of figure out what I want to do wasn't really working because for like the six years or whatever before that and like leading into it, it just, that's not how I was built. And I can't do that as much. So now that she's older, I'm more able to say like, Hey, I'm working on this. I need to kind of do this for a little while. And she understands that. But before where I was just kind of like trying to make it force it to fit, like I need to do this and they just need to understand, like it just wasn't working for me in my relationships. And so I want to try to balance that out a little bit more. And I still recognize that there's going to be seasons of when I'll be more or less time with them, but just having a more balanced understanding that they're not a distraction the way that I was kind of viewing it before with like all the people hustling and saying like, you need to find relationships that understand this and they don't, you got to get rid of them. I'm like, I was buying into that and being like then resentful for them, like wanting to spend time with me, which I'm like, wow, that was like, I was kind of a jerk about it, I guess, huh? Um, but because I was buying into what they, you know, the hustle people were saying. And so now I'm not, and now I'm just like, okay, I would like to figure out how to make both of these things work, like trying to build something and then also like not <laughs> having my marriage fail or something, you know, like having both things go decently well. I feel like that's possible. So my third goal was be a respected songwriter and well known in the music industry. And I think I failed this. So underneath this goal, I wrote things that like the sub goals kind of thing. So I wrote have two to three co-writes a week, which if you don't know what that means. It just means like you're writing, like you're meeting either through Zoom or in person or whatever with other person persons um, to like write songs and stuff like that. So I had that uh, visit Nashville at least four times this year to network and write. And then I another one is a lot of it was writing related and then write every day um, underneath that as well. It was like start submitting demo songs to publishers and or other artists once I have six um, demo songs completed. So kind of going down I don't want to go in like a boring, like this is what I did for this, this, and this goal. But so I did go to Nashville four times, but by the second, by the second trip, I want to say, I realized I wasn't doing things because I liked the people I was setting stuff up with or having, I, having that much fun. Um, I was instead setting up meetings and writing with certain people because of what I thought they could bring me. Like I was doing a lot of like messaging of people, like seeing other people being tagged and other people I already knew post on like Instagram, for example, in reaching out to them, not because like I thought I would like them, not that I didn't like them, but just because I saw that they were connected. Therefore I had a connection to that person. I, I could be like, Hey, you know, so-and-so we should also, you know, like it wasn't because I, it wasn't because I was genuinely interested in them as a person. And so because I was doing a lot of this, which I just assume this is what network looks like. I don't know how to network and not this way. So I'm trying to figure out how to make it more genuine, but I felt like at that point I was kind of using people and I don't even know if I want to say using people, but like for me, it felt like that. And I just, because I, I knew I wasn't being genuine 
And I was trying to forge, force fetch to happen, as Gretchen Wieners would say, in lots of cases. And it wasn't sitting right with who I am as a person. So instead, I started focus focusing on relationships I already made that I felt could be genuine and actual friendships. And I leaned into just growing those relationships. And I've been so much happier, more fulfilled when I visit Nashville or when I reach out to people because I guess I'm not even reaching out to people that much anymore. I'm just kind of leaning on the relationships I already had, like I said. So I'm focusing instead of growing more relationships, like more branches in the tree, for example, I'm working on like growing the branches I already have into being like really strong and pretty. And like, hopefully that metaphor isn't terrible, but I didn't want to add more people that I would have to keep up with that I didn't actually feel a connection with. It just felt not right for me it made more sense to just kind of have handfuls of people that I actually wanted to be friends with and just grow those relationships. And so that was that part. And then as for like the writing every day, I wrote that to better my songwriting craft, right? Because you need to be like a good writer to write kind of thing. Like I say you have to, but you don't technically have to. Nashville, it's like a big thing. That's where you want like learn to get songwriting and you see like everyone's like really clever and it's like difficult, right? But I realized within the first... I don't know, 20 days or so that I never actually laid out what that meant and how it could be like measured in a chi. Like I just wrote right every day. Like this is stupid, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, does that mean for a set amount of time, just a couple of lines? Do I have to write a full song? Am I doing a specific exercise? If I co-write with somebody in that day, does that count as well? Like it was just like a whole thing. And like, so I would like do a writing exercise in the morning so I could check it off my box. But then I already like wrote something for like an hour in the morning. And then I had to co-write with somebody else later in the day. And I'm like, well, that's two. Like, what if I don't feel like doing it tomorrow? Like I never actually set up like what it meant to check this box off. And so because of that, I was never clear on a, like there was never a clear path to success in that goal. And so I quickly burned out because I made it not fun because I didn't, actually do it because I wanted to do it because it was fun and I never actually had a clear path to when to when it was successful like when to check off that box and so I was also just like adding a lot of incomplete stuff to what I was already doing like if I wrote every day and I only wrote like a couple lines like yeah I got my brain flowing and stuff like that but like if I didn't actually finish what I was writing it never actually like fully finished the loop of what you need to do to finish something like I was just doing lots of half starts And so it was also then just overwhelming me of like, what am I supposed to do with all these half things that I've started? So like looking at it now, like I quit that pretty early on, but like looking at it now, I can see that I could have gone more with the flow and just kind of done it and wrote whatever I wanted. And I should have just counted whatever I wanted because it was my self-created goal. And so I was the final decision on if it was done for that day. But I also kind of realized I didn't want to do it because I just didn't find it fun. Like, and because I had no end goal for what I was doing it for in a way, it was just kind of to get quote unquote better. There was no like clear cut on like if it was or not, it was just kind of like working towards something that I hadn't clearly defined. Um, and I also realized I wrote this goal mostly because I wanted to like prove I was a good writer. It was an outward facing goal that I that didn't actually make me feel any sense of accomplishment because of the things I already said. And also because it was also like completely subjective. And I was relying on outside validation for this goal to prove I was a good writer and that might never come. 
Like I wasn't getting any sense of achievement, happiness, or forward movement from this sub goal. And so I, like I said, I pretty quickly dropped this and I didn't feel too bad about it. Um, cause like I said, I realized that it wasn't really helping me. Like it, it could have been like in the actual exercise of writing, but it was just kind of a chore that I got no real joy in. And so like, I want to say like mid February, I dropped this and was just co-writing multiple times a week. And I just saved my mental energy for those collaborations. And eventually I also like went too hard in the co- um, the co-writes too. Like I was doing like sometimes twice a day, multiple times a week. And it was just a lot. And it was like, nothing was happening with the songs. Like I wasn't actually doing anything like no demo. Like it was just adding to a Google drive. And it just was like, okay, what am I doing this for? And I'm spending so much time on this. I'm not getting paid for this. Like, what am I doing? Um, and so I haven't actually had a co-write in like, like I went, when I, last time I went to Nashville, I did, like I wrote with my friend, like, you know, while I was there, I did it in person and stuff like that. But like, I canceled all my other Zoom writes and I haven't had a co-write for months. Um, so now with this year, I don't have this writing stuff as a goal, but I do want to write more just for fun. I'm not going to go into my 2023 goals now, like in this episode, just because I'm like, I'm recording this episode just for reference on January 2nd, which it'll come out tomorrow. So I was busy on Friday when I'm normally recorded it, but, um, I don't want to record, I don't want to share my goals now just cause I'm still kind of working out exactly what they are in a sense. Cause I don't want to have a situation where I'm going to feel bad about it. Like I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm reevaluating how I'm making my goals and kind of, so I'm hunting them. I need, I know I need to have something to work towards, but I don't want to have something that's super like measurable. Like that sounds so stupid, but like, I don't want to have something that I know I'm setting myself for failure by like shooting for the moon and pushing myself kind of thing. Because every time that happens, I push myself, but I still feel like a failure. So Um, I don't, so as in terms of like the writing part, like I still like writing, um, but I've been weirdly feeling like I just want to write like a story or like something like that and not songs at the moment, just because I don't know, I kind of burnt out on it and I'm still figuring out exactly what I like to sing and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then I'm going to go quickly into the demo songs really quickly, but it kind of relates and it relates into my fourth goal. So I didn't send any songs, like demo songs to anybody, um, publishers, or other artists. Like I did send one to one person. I kind of like got a relationship with them, but I realized pretty quickly that, and I'll just say this might be an excuse for sure, is that I tried to learn how to produce songs. Like I learned how to make my own demos and stuff like that. Um, but I realized the productions would just not that great and would be embarrassing because they weren't good enough to pass along. And so I could just keep calling them work tapes, but they honestly were not good. And I didn't want to have to pay money to send demos of songs that I wasn't sure were good enough. And so I, so I started to question if the songs themselves were even good to pass along. And then I didn't want to look like an idiot. And then again, looking at it now, I don't feel bad about not meeting this goal because it's partly true that they weren't, I don't think they were good enough. And I, I think my goals have changed for the industry anyways. And so I'm now unsure of even what to do with the goal that I listed of, you know, being well-known in the music industry. My fourth goal was produce and release my own songs. I also failed this one. Um, Like I mentioned just like five seconds ago is I wanted more control of my sounds and to educate myself on music production so I wouldn't sound like an idiot when talking to producers and musicians and to accomplish this. I wanted to learn how to produce. And so underneath this, I wrote like sub goals of stuff, you know, right. So I wrote a bunch of courses that I bought, but never completed, or I wanted to re go through. Um, 
as it typically goes when you buy courses, you only half finish them because you're online. So there's no one there to hold you accountable. Um, I really do value the in-person instruction or at least like a live that you're paying for. Um, so <laughs> I failed that part as I only went through like 70% of these courses by the end of, you know, 2022, but I feel mostly okay about it again, because at the very beginning of the year, um, a really nice producer reached out to me and we linked up and he taught me one-on-one for a few months and it was much more helpful than the courses for, the reason that I just said is that like you can buy a course online and I totally like respect and like get value out of the courses when I sit down to do them. But because they're fully online, it's literally on me to put time in my calendar to kind of make a fake class. I'd be like, okay, at Tuesdays at two, we're going to do this. But because it's not actually live, if something comes up, I'm going to move it. And then it just never gets done. And so I only kind of finish half of the courses, you know, versus like doing it in person or, you know, virtually in person kind of thing. Like every week for like a few months, we would meet on like Thursday, like 10 a.m. in the morning and we would go through stuff like and so there was like that hand holding and then, you know, he would assign homework and I actually had accountability and buy in because I paid for these lessons and I had to show up each week prepared or not. Um, but as I've talked about in previous episodes, for whatever reason, my worst feeling and anxiety so oftentimes is to look stupid or unprepared. So I pretty much always had the homework at least partially done to at least say that I, you know, tried. And so because of that, I learned a bunch, a lot more than I would have probably with the course. I mean, I can't say for sure, but I know because I was, I felt the social pressure to not look stupid or unprepared. I did a lot more work for it to basically like not impress him. It was just kind of like not look like I didn't care, you know? Um, and then underneath that goal as well, I also wrote to create one demo a month. Um, but like I talked about in the last goal, I failed this because I realized I needed a lot more. I needed to learn a lot more about certain things before the demos were ever worthy of a listen. Um, like how I talked about like sending demos to publishers. Like I heard something on a podcast the other day. Um, I forget which one it was, so I can't credit it. I'm sorry. Um, but it was, she was saying that when you first, like, this is um, like, an example but like when you are sitting at the potter's wheel learning how to bake pottery or something like that nobody's going to want to buy like the first pottery piece that you make nobody's going to want to buy the fifth or the 20th like maybe by pottery number like production number 47 they'll be interested in you showing it to them but they're probably not going to be interested in buying it and that's not to say like to not keep making them because people aren't buying them it's just like you're still learning like that first couple pieces of potteries are probably not great like nobody's gonna want to buy them unless they're like your family to like help support you like oh look what they're doing that's so cute let's help them out but it's not until you've been like doing it a long time that they're worth actually even looking at and then after like another maybe 50 or something then someone might buy it and so that's kind of when I realized is I was like okay these are not worthy these are actually kind of embarrassing when I like I took the step you know step back and I was like these are actually kind of trash And if I send them to them now, they're not even going to be able to hear what I'm like. The song is because the production is so and the mixing is so awful. Like you can't even like focus on anything else. So additionally with this, with this goal around October, I want to say, I also realized that I didn't want to prove I could write or be clever anymore. And that sounds kind of stupid, but that's why I wrote that goal and why I wrote all the writing goals about writing every day and like visiting like that was why I also read is because I felt like I had to prove I was a good writer like I had to prove I was smart I was clever like all the things I had to keep proving I was worth listening to in a way and I realized that I just want to sing songs that I like 
to sing. Like I personally like for my voice, I'd like to sing kind of thing. And I didn't need to have songs be some like clever story or rhymes or twists or whatever. Like I just wanted to have fun singing it mostly in kind of like a vocal runway where I could just kind of let my vocals flow around and I wasn't super caring about the words. I more just like the way that they sounded like certain sounds and phonetic sound, like they feel better and they sound better to sing, which is like certain songs when they hold out like the big note, it's like an open vowel sound because it sounds prettier. So like, I just liked the way certain words sounded better versus worrying about the rhyme and like if the song was clever I just didn't care I realized like deep down I don't actually care and that was when I again was talking about like how I feel like the goals that I wrote down on were a lot of like outward facing goals and I'm not sure if that's the right word for it but it was like goals that I set for myself so I would look good or prove myself on the outside but not actual goals that I wanted for me on the inside if that makes sense um so I'm just using that as like an example of like the singing stuff is like I didn't want to actually write clever songs like it'd be awesome if I had that style but I don't and so I was like trying to force myself to have a different style than I had that I didn't actually want to have I realized that like I don't want to be like I wanted to be lazy and not like spend an hour on figuring out a clever rhyme for one line I just realized I can but I don't want to. I just don't want to do it. I can do it. I don't want to do it. That's not fun for me. And so I didn't want to prove that I could anymore. It just seems stupid. And my fifth goal, my fifth and last goal was to read a book at least once a month. And I succeeded at this. And I wrote this last goal because I have literally, I have so many books on my shelf unread and so many books on my Amazon wish list that I've heard from other people are great or podcasts that were like, this is life changing. And they're just like sitting there waiting to be purchased. And I don't, it was just another situation where I felt I should be more consuming more and learning because I love like learning and I, you know, growing and all the things. And so I talked about it this before in episode uh, six is your morning routine killing your productivity. Mine was, um, but I took out most of my morning routine except for the main thing that I looked forward to when I actually kind of like audited what I liked in the routine. The only thing that I actually really liked and looked forward to was reading each morning. So what I did is just like cut pretty much everything else out that I didn't need um, and just kept the reading in. So Monday through Friday, I set a timer for about 30 minutes and would read a book from off my shelf. Like I would just pick one and set a timer 30 minutes and just read it until I was done the book. And with this method and in also including audiobooks, when I was like traveling to and from gigs and just general, like, I don't know, on the treadmill and just staring at the floor kind of thing, I was able to read 22 books this year. So, which is 10 more than my 12 books a year goal, which I've had to do the quick mental math. So you heard me stutter there, but <laughs> so yeah, I surpassed that goal. So I'm pretty happy with that. And I was able to go through books and like the books, I realized some books I really like and some books I didn't obviously. And so the books that I got some value in, but I'm like, am I actually going to read this again? I could put this back on my shelf as like, cause it looks good and I could get more value out if I read it again, but I was like, it was okay. So I just took it off my shelf and I put it in the free book library thing in our neighborhood. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to read this again. So I actually feel better about it because like I don't have my, my shelf is not overcrowded anymore either. And there's like, I'm making space for new books instead of just like leaving the old books. Like in my, it's like the pair of jeans that you think you're going to like get skinny and wear them again, but like they're just sitting there mocking you or like, you're not actually going to do this. I was just like, all right, let me just take these books off my shelf because like, I thought they were okay to begin with. Like I got through them, but I'm not going to read these again. So like forcing myself to reread these because other people liked it that's stupid. I'm, I already read it. I'm over it. Like I'm just going to give it to the free library thing and just 
someone else can maybe read it. Recapping the wins and losses of 2022. So as far as goal setting goes, I failed two out of five. I'm going to subject, I'm going to say I failed two out of five of the number one, be a respected songwriter and two, produce and release my own songs. Cause I didn't produce I mean, I, I learned some stuff, you know, I definitely learned and I did produce some stuff, but I never released anything. And I, I did not set out to, I didn't do what I set out to do. So two out of five, I failed. And then two out of five of the other goals were subjective and unmeasurable, which were to be a great mom and be happy most of the time. Like I can't measure that. That's just, that's a goal. Sure. I guess. I don't know if that's more of a vision. I don't know. It's not really measurable. So I can't really say if I succeeded or not. I think I succeeded at them, but because they're subjective and unmeasurable, it's not really like, you know what I mean? Like you can't really judge it. So that's four out of five goals. And then one out of five, I surpassed because I read 10 more books than I listed. I read, that was my goal of read 12 books. So at that rate, the year of 2022 was mostly either, depending on how generous I want to be or others want to be on how they look at it is either a fail or just kind of a wash. Um, but I'm okay with it because it taught me the things that I did want and the things that I did not. And I don't mean that in like a cliche way. It's just kind of like, I intentionally made two of the goals subjective and unmeasurable just because I wanted to keep those things in mind, just be better at these things and just kind of work on those things. And the ones that were theoretically like measurable, those are the ones I failed at and I tend to fail at those. And so like I I said before, they were also kind of like an outward thing where I was trying to prove something it wasn't like a goal for me and you know I I thought it was but it really was just like me working on something to prove that I was good at something or prove that I could do something when I realized I guess this year that I don't really need to prove things I guess as a as a person like I I would like to do things in my life like build things but I don't want to have to feel like I constantly have to prove myself or feel like an imposter or feel like to be worthy of being in a room with somebody I have to have this set of skills, I just don't want to feel that way anymore. And so I feel okay that I quote unquote failed those two goals because I just realized that's not, that wasn't going to work for me anymore. And so I'm not going to list my 2023 goals in this episode. Um, We'll save that maybe for next year. We'll go through if I failed or passed or succeeded at my 2023 goals. But like this year's goals are not that measurable and I know that's the opposite of like how people say to make inset goals is like make them smart goals which is like the measurable the specific thing you know like figuring out that type of stuff but really I'm just focusing on growth this year generally failing this year's goals so quickly or I don't even want to say quailing uh failing but I definitely kind of threw them away. Like I didn't just like, I'm giving up is mainly what I'm just like, I'm over it. I realized I don't want to do this anymore. I kind of failed really quickly and I utilized my mid-year pause and reflection and it made me realize how I was setting goals for myself. Um, wasn't really working for me. And I talked about this in last week's episode in episode 16, um, infantilizing women, glittered planners and bright stickers for the win question mark. But the way I was setting goals like I talked about in that episode, it was a lot of planning, a lot of reflecting, a lot of like spending a lot of time on things I don't actually think need to be spent time on. And the way I was doing goals before, I felt like I was just kind of putting a lot of pressure on myself and I could only fail because I was planning within best case scenarios for the most part. 
and using stretch or like quote unquote moonshot goals, like how people say you need to shoot for the moon and then you land with the stars. And that's how like Tesla gets built and stuff like that to kind of push yourself. But because I was setting these stretch goals, they were actually just really unrealistic and I didn't actually believe I could do them. So like looking at them, I was like, you're never going to get there. I kept telling myself I could get there, but I'm like, I don't actually believe that. So it was like me kind of planning within best case scenarios of like, okay, cool. I have this amount of time. This is what I'm going to do. Not taking in consideration my actual life. And so like, like this year and every year before I would only pretty much fail because I was planning within best case scenarios of if I get this amount, like this is what I'm going to do. Cool. I'm going to do this each month. Cool. With that, I can get it done. I would look at best case scenarios and stretch myself basically. And I would kind of only fail. And then I would feel poorly about it because I didn't succeed and I kept not succeeding at my goals. And then I was like, I'm never going to succeed because I keep failing my goals. Like, how are you going to succeed if you keep failing your goals? And I wasn't looking at it in the way, well, like, at least you're closer than you were had you not set them. That's not really how my mind works. And that's like a me problem that I need to do. But I realized within me and my issues and my outlook and whatever, I need to plan more realistically for me instead of trying to change my thinking sometimes like it, I just need to work within the frame that I have instead of trying to be like oh, I wish I were more positive like okay just do the things like I do with my goals of like trying to be more positive but I at some point you are what you are kind of thing and I need to work within those confines so me making like stretch and moonshot goals to push myself isn't helping like I need to be more realistic so the mid-year pause I did and the quick quitting of my goals basically made me realize that I wasn't like I said taking my life into account in my goal planning I hadn't taken into account all the mood swings and how my personal life would impact my career goals you know like for example this year I found out oh I didn't find out I got you know clinically diagnosed as bipolar 2 which makes more sense for me right but then it was like okay cool now that I know that how do I how do I work within that conference? Because now I realize that this isn't something that I'm going to, these depressive cycles aren't going to be something that I get over or move through. Like it's just my life. So I, you know, for example, I'd be in a depressive down cycle and like the last thing I want to do is force myself to practice guitar for like 30 minutes at a timer or do a writing exercise that I don't actually want to do that has no real sense of completion or accomplishment. It doesn't help me get out of the mood because like a lot of people will be like, well, just do an activity and you'll feel better. And like a lot of cases that's true, but and some it isn't, especially if like the thing that you were doing wasn't something that had like a clear accomplishment, like for like for the practicing guitar situation, like I mentioned this, I think in last episode, but a lot of me practicing the guitar, it started like I like singing and I want to learn how to accompany myself to get gigs and like get pay and not have to split that pay with a guitarist and give myself more flexibility and then get more like, I don't know, I guess respect because I know how to play my own instrument and I'll be like, oh, she's just a singer. But like that doesn't have a sense of completion because you're always learning, which is totally fine. But because the goal wasn't because I love to play guitar, it was to get X, Y, Z thing. Me forcing to do myself like to do certain practice exercises didn't actually make me feel better when I was in a depressive cycle, if that if that makes sense. It wasn't because I actually enjoyed the activity where I felt like if I get this, if I do this, I'll get this. It was just doing a thing that had no sense of end and was just kind of like a subjective, I think I'm getting better situation. So I didn't take that into account or I didn't, and I didn't take into account how my goals of spending more quality time in my relationship meant that obviously there would be less time to produce like a new demo song or learn certain things. Like, duh, if you're like, instead of like doing stuff on the weekends or working weekends or working on stuff, like you're instead going out and hanging out with your family, like obviously there's less time. And so 
I didn't take that into account either for planning 2022. And that's partly why I don't feel bad is because I quickly got that feedback of like, okay, if these goals are kind of contrasting, like you can't, you can't really do all of these. Well, you kind of have to pick one and not pick one, but you get what I'm saying? Like you kind of had to pick like, okay, do I want to spend time with these people that I value and go into these relationships? Or do I want to try to force lots of more other relationships to try to work on this side and network and do all these things and learn all these skills? Like I can't do all of them and the mood swings that I was having. And like, I can't do it all. You only have so much time in a day. You know what I mean? Like me waking up at like 4.45 in the morning, going to the gym for two hours, coming home, showering, like whatever, like doing my taking care of myself, like that takes away like two hours instead of like working out in the morning. I could have done two hours of something else, but I chose to work out for two hours instead of like learning certain things on how to produce a song. Therefore, that's time I could have spent on a goal instead of myself as self-care. So you have to like pick and choose what you want to spend time on. So like when people say like, I don't have time for that, it's not like you don't have time. You're just not making time. And I don't mean to like blame anybody. It's just kind of like, that's why I don't, I don't feel bad. It's I realize it's not because I didn't have the time I could, I not because I couldn't have done these things. It's because I realized I wanted to spend time on other things. And so when I made the conscious choice to spend time on other things that I, I valued more this year, then it, I, it's hard for me to feel bad because I made the conscious choice to do it. And I feel good about the result of those things. Going into 2023, I've made my goals more holistic and I wasn't able to, I think, do that in 2022 because I wasn't ready to, or knowing that I, I probably should be listening to my body and my emotions on how certain actions and goals and follow through with those things actually made me feel. I wasn't listening to that. I was just kind of pushing through saying, you want this. This is what you think you want. Go for it. But I think I'm able to better do that now. And I'm not saying at all I'm perfect at this. No way. I'm just now being like, okay, I think this is a thing I need to listen to. Maybe that's why it felt so difficult is because I was forcing this to be a thing. And it's not actually a thing that I want to do. And I wasn't listening to the signs or even able to hear them because I was just kind of like gritting through it, thinking that it was supposed to be a certain way, like it's going to be hard. And it just, I think it just wasn't maybe what I was supposed to be doing. And so this year's goals are more holistic towards like a general vision of what I want and kind of what I like doing. And I feel energized by them. And I'm actually like already like, I know it's like supposed to be like the goals of 2023 and like you start, but like you just start doing stuff when you want to start doing stuff. So I already started doing the goals last week. I'm recording this uh, January 2nd and I'm already started doing them last week because I was like, oh, I like this. I'm going to keep doing this. I want to do more of this. I want to set myself up for success by the end of January for this certain goal. So I need to start doing this thing now. So I've already started working towards them because I feel in alignment with them and I'm not trying to be like hippy dippy. We're like, I'm feeling in alignment. This is right for me. It's more just like I'm energized by this. I want to do this. I think this is cool. I don't know where it's going to go, but that's okay. Like it doesn't have to go anywhere. I can just try it, realize I don't like it. And that's cool. At least I like let myself do it. It doesn't hurt anything, you know, like hopefully I've got like another 50 years on this earth. Like life is long, but it's also short. So like why do things you don't want to do? Like I've got plenty of time, you know, I'm just going to let it go where it wants to go. So I'm not going to Going into 2023, I'm like I said, I'm going to focus on putting my energy into where it already wants to go, where it already wants to grow, leaning into that. I'm not, or at least I'm not going to, I'm trying, I'm going to try not to force my energy into a direction that it, it keeps telling me it doesn't want to go like I was doing before. I'm going to just follow down the path that my body and energy want me to go. 
And she's going to be trust, more trusting of that. It knows what it wants. So like if I get a feeling that I want to do it and it keeps going in my head and I'm like, no, not now. No, not now. I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Like if I have, I can make the time. What's, what's it going to hurt? I'm going to just listen to that and make that a thing. Just make that a thing and just listen to that and focusing on just trusting myself and trusting the energy of where it wants to go because it knows where it wants to go. So challenge for you this week if you would like to do, no pressure. If you don't set yearly goals, don't worry about this. But if you do set any kind of goals, resolutions, like whatever, look at how they feel for you. Kind of evaluate that. Look at how in the past you've been able to achieve goals if you've set them or just achieve anything. Just look at how you've achieved them, how you've achieved them, like how you felt when you achieved them. And then like when you failed goals, if you made them, like why you failed them or how you how you felt because you might fail, like you might fail at a goal, like I failed at mine and you might not actually feel bad about it. And like, if you don't feel bad about it, what's it tell you? Like, maybe you weren't really actually into that goal. Maybe everything's cool, which means you need to reevaluate the goals that you made because they're not actually your goals. So listen to what your feelings and energy is telling you. Um, like think about how these goals serve you. And if they don't serve you, don't just ruminate on them, change them, get new goals. You only know what you do and do not like by going after different things. Like that's why I don't feel bad about failing my goals basically. And I, you know, for a minute there I did, I was like, why aren't I doing these things? Why? And I would feel bad that I didn't do the things, but I didn't actually feel bad that I wasn't doing the things. I felt bad that I said I would do something and then wasn't doing it. Like I was lying to myself and letting myself down, but I wasn't actually upset that I wasn't doing or completing the goal, if that makes sense. I was more upset that I was kind of lying to myself and setting things up and I was failing at the things I set up. So hopefully that makes sense. And I was ruminating on failing myself, but not the goal. And that's when I was like, I don't think I'm actually upset about failing at the goal. I think I'm upset that I failed at what I said I would do, but not the goal, which means the goal isn't even the thing that I probably want. I need to get different goals. Why am I failing at the goal? I think I'm failing at the goal because I don't actually want the goal. I think I want to do different goals and I need to like figure out what that is. But I only realized that because I set the goals that I thought I wanted and then I started going after them and realized I didn't want them. And now the goals I have for 2023, I only have and know that I want to do them, at least go into that direction because I started doing them basically. Like you just know what you want to do by doing other things, realizing they're not for you and then pivoting. Thank you so much again for having me in your ears for another episode of Bare Minimum Bay. I hope that this episode helped you think a little bit more about your goals and how you set goals, if you set them, how they work for you or how they don't work for you. And for me, I realized a big thing for me this year is I realized it's okay that maybe the goals you initially set are no longer right for you and that doesn't make you a quitter or a failure. You just changed your mind. You started listening to your energy, your body, whatever you feel you want to feel like you were listening to, you changed your mind or maybe your goals were never actually your goals to begin with you know so give credit to the fact that you at least made them and tried to work towards them and you realize what was feasible for you versus what what wasn't and that's okay it's okay to change your mind so if you like this episode please pass it to a friend you think it could resonate with and if you feel so inclined i would really appreciate if you left a five-star review maybe a couple comments on if you're listening on apple Podcasts, you can leave like a little actual review and be like i love this podcast and amanda so much that'd be really cool i'd appreciate that so thank you so much for listening and i this is the first week of 2023 and i hope you're feeling good about this year like 
good things can come. Don't want to be corny, but just, I don't know, listen to yourself, figure out, I don't know, silver linings and stuff like that. Just figure out what feels good to you and lean into that basically. So have a good start to 2023, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.